Hendrickson. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. A little bit earlier today, we were kind of talking about some of the weird stuff, again, happening on social media. I know, shocker. But the weirdest one was the Mike Rose stuff. The fact that Facebook canceled Mike Rose's show in spite of what appears to be really good viewership. So, you know, again, I don't know the costs of, of production or any of that stuff. I, I don't I don't have a legitimate reason, an official reason why it was canceled. Micro seems a little perplexed. The audience is perplexed. Not a single negative review of the show. It's, I mean, it's just really strange. But anyway, they canceled Micro's show. And now YouTube, who has extended Trump's uh, ban indefinitely, and they also did some stuff to Rudy Giuliani. We, we talked about that a couple of days ago. I don't remember all the details. Um, but YouTube has now removed actual Senate videos. These are videos from within the Senate of doctors testifying about early treatments of COVID. YouTube has removed official government video archives. Think about this, okay? Just, this is... <laughs> um, they're still hiding the fact that they have been so wrong from the very beginning. Now, I want to I remind everybody that if you think, okay, if you think for a second that masks are the end-all, be-all, best safety thing ever and that uh, everybody would still be alive today if they just wore masks universally, okay? If you are in that crowd, you're woefully ignorant, but if you're in that crowd, I have to ask you a couple of questions. One, because it's Trump's fault, Trump's supporters' fault that people are dying because they don't wear masks. That's the, that's the logic. All right. How much blame does Dr. Fauci get for telling people not to wear masks? How many lives did Dr. Fauci take? How many lives does the World Health Organization are they responsible for when they told you not to wear masks? What about Facebook? Facebook took down advertisements and suspended accounts who are promoting and selling masks. They took them down. Why? Because the World Health Organization and Dr. Fauci told everybody not to wear masks. How many lives is Facebook responsible for dying during the pandemic because of that? You know, these are things that if you're going to go off of the deep end and you're going to get nuts about this thing, you got to start looking at it. Of course, now, it's, it's so blatantly transparent at this point. Two weeks ago, all right, one mask isn't working, so let's wear two. And then, you know, three days ago, oh, wear three masks. And then yesterday, you wear a mask, or you wear four masks now. You want you to wear four masks, guys. And we're at a point where I feel like my parodies that I've done and the jokes that I have made on the show and online, they're becoming reality about me going and buying an entire pack of, of disposable masks and wearing all of the masks in the, in the pack, looking like an absolute idiot walking around. They're kind of recommending that people do that. It's just absurd. But anyway, Senator Ron Johnson tweeted last night that YouTube, which is owned by Google, removed two official videos from his Senate hearing last year with doctors testifying about early treatments of COVID. Social media censorship just ratcheted up to a new level. Google's YouTube removed two videos of doctors testifying under oath at my U.S. Senate hearing on early treatment of COVID. 
Another body blow to freedom of speech and expression. Very sad and scary. Where does this end? YouTube is removing official government videos of the experts testifying about their experiences and their expert opinion on treating patients who are sick. Think about this. And if they're going to do that, I know this is cliche, what else, what else are they going to remove that might be pertinent information to all of you? We already know, we already know that hydroxychloroquine works. We already know that. And they spent almost an entire year telling you that it not only didn't work, but that it was dangerous for you to take. And we know none of that's true. And now we're at a point where the Lancet has has retracted a study that said that hydroxychloroquine didn't work. The American Medical Association has retracted their ruling that uh, hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. Every single person's doing this now. I should say every entity is doing this now. And it all happened magically after the election. Hashtag told you. They called the videos on early treatments inappropriate content. That's what that's what YouTube said about official Senate hearing videos. They're inappropriate content. I, well, I, I guess I think that you all should spend some time on YouTube trolling YouTube for any of the, the hearings on impeachment and flag every single one of them because every single one of them contain false and misleading information. Every single one, from the first impeachment to the second one. Every single one. Just flag them all. Troll the snot out of everybody, if you have the time. Apparently, the doctors, or the experts, ladies and gentlemen, at Google, know more about practicing medicine than heroic doctors who have had the courage and compassion to actually treat COVID patients and save lives. And this has been always, to me, I think that this has been one of the most interesting and sad aspects of all of this look we have a tremendous problem with egomania it's a byproduct of the social media environment that we live in everybody is a narcissist and you know again some of you are like not me okay i'm just talking in broad terms here everybody's a narcissist um I was listening to Tim Pool the other day. Now, Tim Pool, if you don't know who Tim Pool is, Tim Pool is a a liberal who is starting to move more to the right. And uh, one of the things that they call him is a fence sitter. And fence sitter is something that's kind of come up before. Rush Limbaugh has made fun of fence sitters, you know, people in the middle, uh, that sort of thing. But it's it's always something I've disagreed with Rush Limbaugh on. I understand where he's coming from, but it's always something that I disagreed with him on. But here here's the thing <clears throat> that I find so interesting about this. One of the things that I respect about Tim Pool, even though ideologically we disagree on a lot, but one of the things that I respect is that he, he tends to not form an opinion about something that he doesn't know a lot about. And that is rare to find these days. Uh, everybody's guilty of doing it. He does it sometimes too. But you know, in general, he does a pretty good job of not formulating an opinion about something he doesn't have a lot of knowledge of. And <clears throat> there's people out there who criticize that by calling somebody a fence sitter because they will not pick a side of an issue. Now, I want you to just take a, a minute and just kind of analyze that. If you don't know about a subject, and therefore you don't have a, a real strong opinion about the subject because you don't know enough about it to formulate an opinion, that's a bad thing. 
you are still pressured to have an opinion about something of which you do not know for the sake of satisfying people you have never met and will never meet so they don't yell about you on the internet. And just think about this now. This is a reality of our, our entire culture. Everybody is a narcissist. Everybody. Think of the the vapid narcissism that goes with, I know I keep saying narcissist, but really it's the best word. Think of the vapid narcissism that goes with the idea that I need to have an opinion about this even though I don't know anything about it. That explains everything in our social media, our media, all of your your uh, your dumb, stupid friends and relatives about COVID. Honestly, that explains the entire thing. You know nothing about it, but you have an opinion anyway. And your opinion oftentimes is the people who treat COVID patients every single day, who you run around going, they're heroes. They're heroes. By the way, can we? Okay. Yeah, I'll get I'll get to that later because I'm going to tick some medical people off. But you call the medical community heroes for treating COVID and everything else. But the moment some of those heroes actually speak out and go, hey, the stuff that CNN's telling you isn't true. It's not accurate. And why? And here's my experience. Immediately, people who have no knowledge, they haven't even looked at the data. They have no information whatsoever have an opinion about something they don't have enough information about to have an opinion. Why? Because if you don't have an opinion about something that you're ignorant of, that is somehow seen as a negative. It used to be seen as a positive. This is kind of what critical thinking is about. This is what the universities are supposed to be teaching your kids. Gather as much information as possible before you formulate an opinion. That is the the basic premise of higher intelligence and being able to critically think and work out solutions to problems. But that's not what we're teaching anymore. We're teaching you must have a visceral, emotional reaction to something based on a false preconceived notion and your tribalist confirmation bias. And that is the only opinion you're allowed to have, even if it is completely contradictory to the evidence. What an amazingly horrendous flaw that is in our character as a species. It's not something that's unique to the United States. And this is something that's worldwide. The idea that you should be attacked because you don't formulate an opinion on a subject you're ignorant of is insane. But that is the norm in our society. And one of the things that I, throughout the entire pandemic, that I've always found hysterical. And again, we go all the way back to, you know, January 14th when I started doing daily coverage of this and then the weeks that I covered it before that consistently throughout the pandemic the u.s media was telling you the exact opposite of what the preponderance of medical doctors and virologists and epidemiologists all over the world fighting covid were telling you and it was just surreal to watch this where like you have the actual experts telling you hey you need to do this you need to do that don't do this uh, that's a waste of time uh, this is safe and it's you know it's, it may not be the best that we we can do but it's the most effective we have right now might as well use it you know save some lives that sort of thing and the media is just like oh it's conspiracy theories it's all trumpism and it's like what in the world are you talking about the media in their infinite egomania has decided that they know more than the experts now, where do we see this 
in our society, okay, the stuff that we see on cable news in particular, but also in newspapers and things like that, where do we see this character flaw run rampant in our society where somebody who has no knowledge, no experience, no expertise thinks that their opinion is equal to that of somebody who does? Where does that exist in our society? Only on social media. Where do media people in the United States get most of their fame, most of their glory, and most of their notoriety on social media? So the narcissism that they pick up on social media by having an opinion about stuff that they have no knowledge of, that they're completely ignorant of, that visceral, emotional retweet, response, whatever, that isn't based on data at all, they develop that on social media and then they crack the camera, they open their word processor, they look in into the, you know, the, the camera, the microphone or whatever they're doing, and they then regurgitate that same narcissism to all of their audience every single day. They developed and honed this flaw because it's not a skill, it's a flaw in their character on social media and they then transmit it to everybody mass media through television, radio, newspaper, uh, articles, digital, websites, that sort of thing. They just regurgitate the same narcissism out of everybody. And I can't count how many times I have seen, air quote, journalists or reporters tell some of the most prominent infectious disease experts in the entire world that they don't know what they're talking about and the journalist does. It's just one of the most surreal and, again, horrendously awful things that we're dealing with as a society. We used to make fun of people. Oh, hey, look, you're a lawyer now that you have a Twitter account. But honestly, it has gotten to the point where your average run-of-the-mill idiot who doesn't know anything thinks that their intellect and their knowledge of the pandemic and the virus and treatment is on par with somebody who has literally treated thousands of COVID patients in person in their clinic. And that explains why this pandemic has been so mismanaged in the West. It's mismanaged everywhere. But in the East, you're starting to run into issues of resources. In the West, the only explanation I can find is narcissism. The refusal to accept the fact that there are dissenting voices in the medical community who have expertise. And now YouTube is taking down medical doctors who treat COVID patients face-to-face and their recommendations for treatment in a Senate hearing because it's inappropriate conduct? If I if I were you, I would just spam report everything that I saw that perpetuated myths about Trump, about Republicans, about COVID, about everything. Just spam it all. Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC. So earlier today, I think it was, I think it was in the three o'clock hour. I kind of referenced what I was just spouting off about, and I couldn't remember the uh, psychological term. And somebody on the live stream over at dlive.tv/slash Casey, the host, uh, passed it on to me. The Dunning-Kruger effect. It's a cognitive bias in which people wrongly overestimate their knowledge or ability in a specific area. And again, every human being is guilty of this. It's just that this is now a core trait 
that we see in news media, social media, and in politics. It tends to occur because of a lack of self-awareness prevents them from accurately assessing their own skills. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, for God's sakes, give me somebody smart enough to know that, uh, that uh, ah, man, I just drew a blank on it. I got to go back and look at my, my references now. Oh, yeah. For God's sakes, give me a man smart enough to know he's making a fool of himself. That's the quote. It's one of my favorites. And that addresses the Dunning-Kruger effect. So thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. I couldn't think of what it was. But um, it's like I said, it's just one of those. It's frustrating. And, and again, here's what's so funny about this. And we we're just talking about this on the live stream, too. There's a bunch of liberals who are listening to this show right now. They're going, Casey's just as guilty of this as anybody else. It's kind of ironic he's talking about it. And that comes from the lack of knowledge that the information that I've passed on to you from the experts comes from the experts and does not come from my own backside and that's what's so hysterical about it is that you're still falling victim to your own biases without realizing now this is the thing you know when you have what i tend to do on this show on a regular basis when you have one narrative being pushed but there is large dissent from that narrative i tend to give you the dissent now why do i focus on the dissent because nobody else is giving it to you. So when you have somebody like Fauci saying, um, you know, yeah, this is, you know, really not a, a big deal, not a, vi- a big virus. It's not all that dangerous. You know, everything's fine. And I was on this show going, ah, that's not what these experts overseas are saying. This is pretty bad. And I caught flack for that. The same people who thought that I was fear mongering back then now think that I am a virus denier, which is hysterical. But that's um, you know one of the funnest things that I've I've had. It's kind of interesting. I'm going to be interviewed. Maybe I'll bring this up. <laughs> I'm going to be interviewed by uh, some high school kids who I helped them kind of get their their radio station going, their podcast and stuff like that. And um, they sent over a couple of the questions that they're going to ask. And it was like, what's like your favorite moment in radio or something like that? I it, there was one show when I was in Las Vegas. It was like the first year that I was doing radio, maybe the second. And there was one show that I was doing in the midst of the exact same show within the same hour i was called both an anti-semite and a jew bootlicker (laughs) the exact same show same hour now those are two people who heard me say the exact same thing but they interpreted it completely different one, I hate Jews. The other, I'm in the pocket of the Jews. It's just, this is exactly what I keep talking about. And I've been talking about this for years and years and years. I always try to present facts as facts and my opinion as opinion. I do my best to separate those. Um, it is just unfortunate that people are unwilling, mostly because they're deranged and feral, unintelligent creatures. They're unwilling to be able to see this stuff and analyze it you know i I posted something on on social media here yesterday on facebook i was like you know what i find interesting is that the news media is calling all of these investors on reddit who are doing this run on gamestop and fighting the hedge funds and all that stuff the news media is calling them nazis racists and even domestic terrorists that's not hyperbole. I quoted all of those to you yesterday. 
Now, that same news media, a lot of the people doing this are liberals who really want to stick it to rich, rich hedge fund managers. So a lot of liberals are actually spurring this drive to save GameStop and AMC theaters. And conservatives are joining in with them. It's just that it's kind of being spurred by a lot of liberals. And now they're being called racist, Nazis, and domestic terrorists. Now, it wrote on Facebook yesterday, I'm like, it's kind of interesting. I don't think that's true about these people. But the media got their marching orders, protect, protect the hedge funds, attack the little guy, and the media's automatic reflex is, oh, they're Nazis and racist. So that's what they went with. So the same people that the media is lying about being Nazis and racist right now, that same media is the media that has been spewing that lie about Republicans and conservatives for as long as I have been alive. And I just kind of wrote little open letter. Hey, anybody who's doing this, you know, friendly reminder, they're lying about you. But guess what? Those same people were lying about Trump, were lying about COVID, were lying about collusion, were lying about all sorts of things, including Republicans and conservatives for as long as I've been alive. It's the same people. The moment you're in their crosshairs, the moment you step out of line, the moment you have an original thought on your own, the moment you buck the system, the news media, who is the system, will fight back. And their way of fighting back, you're a racist, you're a Nazi, and you're a domestic terrorist. That's their go-to playbook. My hope was that some people on the left who are doing this would at least connect those very simple dots and say, hey, wait a minute. Maybe the same media that's lying about me right now has been lying about them also. And I've been taking what they've been saying about the other side way too seriously. If they can lie about me this way, maybe they were lying about them that way too. Just, I'm hoping they, at least some, just connect that tiny little dot it's not even a six degrees of separation. It's one. Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Real quick, because I went long in that last diatribe that I was doing, but a, a Michigan high school athlete has blamed Governor Witchmer for her brother's death amid the sports ban. Uh, suicide has been a major issue. In fact, my old school district, Clark County School District in Nevada, is pushing to reopen because like 18 kids have killed themselves. This is a... We are destroying an entire generation of children right now. And it makes no sense. And what's the argument that some of these teachers unions use? Oh, it's uh, it's racist and white supremacist to want to reopen schools. That's not a joke. That's really an argument being made. You got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. And as we head into the uh, the weekend, just want to thank you all for hanging out with us this week. I actually woke up this morning. I forgot that it was Friday. Like, it just seems like it's been, you know, a really long week. Um, but... Next week, I'm hoping to be able to go into the Great Reset, and I think I'm going to have another guest from Breitbart on to talk about the Great Reset, because, again, a few weeks ago, if you mentioned the Great Reset, 
you were called a conspiracy theorist, but now they're openly telling you that it's real and they are pushing for it. So it's going to be real interesting to, to see all that. It's very damaging. Here's Bill O'Reilly. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. We'll see you Monday.